There are three kinds of songs on the bear. You have tracks like Hiram Hollow or Hunters in the Snow that feel like a story being told, removed yet reflecting Walt's life. Then you have songs like Baseball Diamonds or The Bear that start with Walt in a physical moment that gives way to a collage of memories and scenes from his past. Finally, you have songs like New Green and Easter, which feel like you're with Walt in a physical moment, but you don't really leave to visit the past. Instead, you remain in the present as Walt processes and reckons with who he was and who he is now. Last episode, we talked about the relationship between lighter and heavier elements in songs. We're going to continue that discussion into today's episode because we are now looking at the other side of that coin. If Hiram Hollow closes out the first half of the album with a lighter song, then Easter starts the second half with something more somber. If you remember when this album was written, then it's no surprise a song like this ended up on the album. COVID was a big deal, you know, and it was, uh, especially those early months, um, and it scared the daylights out of me, you know, and I think that, uh, I think that it made me feel uh, kind of, kind of like ill-equipped, I guess. I think that song, a lot of that song is about, is about feeling ill-equipped for, for something like that. COVID was a strange kind of conflict where the best action one could take was inaction. While scientists were working on a vaccine, all you could do was sit and wait. If you were lucky, you were able to do that waiting with your loved ones. That's the image we're given in Easter. Family is there together with nothing inherently sinister presenting itself. Still, the air is filled with anxiousness. Like we've seen before on the album, Easter begins with Walt sitting at home, though this time he's not in the comfy, feet-propped position we saw on Baseball Diamonds, but rather on the rigid stairs. Sit here on the stair while she dries the silverware. The children watch TV with Easter ribbons in their hair. While the song starts off uneasy, with Walt on the stairs and the dark guitar, It's followed by signs of peace and domesticity. His wife is drying silverware, reminding me of the comfort found in an earlier lyric from Baseball Diamonds. My soul I keep like a spoon beside a spoon. The kids are watching TV, dressed up for Easter. By all accounts, this is a loving, peaceful scene that is soon invaded by anxieties. In the next stanza, the music and lyrics alike work together to create a sense of loneliness. Man, that's the best part of the tune When the flutes chase the bassoon But the glow from the big city Pulls my eye down from the moon It's funny, because the lyric that I always find myself thinking about is, what is it? It's, that's the best part of the tune? When the, when the flutes chase the bassoon and the glow of the city brings my eye down from the moon, something like that. Is that I think that's exactly it. Harrison Whitford, musician and guitarist on The Bear. That to me is a perfect moment because it has that cartoonist quality, you know? I feel like I'm seeing a cartoon when I hear that. I think it's all the things we talked about. It's like, it's, it's, 
it's so much easier for you to stay in the experience with the art when it's doing that high wire act, you know, where it's juggling with these, these two spectrums, but it's never falling off the high wire. It's that space he can occupy between, you know, tough and easy or dark and light or tragic and, and comedic. In the music of that moment, we get a bit of anti-word painting. If you remember, word painting is when the music somehow reflects the literal meaning of the lyrics. In this case, we don't hear any of the flutes or bassoons mentioned. Instead, the piano does its best imitation, which only highlights the woodwind's absence. It's a playful moment that gives the line an incredibly lonely feeling. We've been told these are the best parts of the song, and yet there is no such part on this track. What's more, the large, soft, ever-present light of the moon is overshadowed by the big city, pulling attention away from natural beauty to the busy, loud, artificial glow of something harsher. In the chorus, we further explore this dichotomy, the levity and fear present in a scared community. And everyone is laughing But everyone is scared The singer died on Tuesday night Gasping for air. The singer died on a Tuesday night, gasping for air. I can't imagine there being a packed audience on a Tuesday night. The singer likely died alone, starved of the two things he needs, an audience and air. Easter is, in large part, a direct response to the fears and anxieties of the COVID pandemic. There was a lot of uncertainty during that time, but for some, that fear was coupled with an intense sense of community. Jackbox Zoom party nights, birthday car parades, new hobbies and projects. Because our normal forms of community were unavailable, we worked hard to find that in other places. However, no matter how strong your community was, there was always the subtext of why things were so different. Everyone was laughing, and everyone was scared. The next couple of lines almost seem to be in conversation with some of the past tracks, taking the images and settings we've seen and repainting them in the troubled feelings present on Easter. No, I've never seen a war, never heard no cannons roar. I grew up in the city, now I live here by the shore. On Hiram Hollow, there are grandiose claims that he'll fight in the war. Here, that's absent. He's never seen that level of strife. He's just a city boy. In the next line, we get rain and trees, comforting on tracks like Baseball Diamonds or New Green, but now suffocating and broken. So now my skin is thin and the cold is getting in The rain pours down the windows while the trees crack in the wind Then 
Walt confronts these worries in the most straightforward way possible. He is getting old. We all are. And the older you get, the closer death is. And I've been waiting for the dark. But I'm waiting no more. I hear the yonder siren singing louder than before. At its core, this is what the album is wrestling with. The darkness of death is getting closer and closer, and that leads not only to reflections on the past, but also aspirations and a focus on your legacy. This forward-thinking perspective culminates in one of the most memorable lines of the record, present on the very last track, which we'll explore more on a future episode. It is refreshing, like an answer has been found. But for now, in the middle of the album, we are deep within the struggles of those thoughts, no answer in sight. Here, death is represented by a siren singing. Sirens are the mythical beings who lure sailors to their death with siren songs, and they are not a pleasant reference. They are tempting musical beings, but they only bring ruin. It's an interesting image to invoke just before the music shifts and Walt reflects on his own time making music. When I was a kid, I was in a rock and roll band Up there on that ratty bandstand It's where I learned the only things I know Tonight I heard that old song on the radio No, but I didn't recognize my old friends and I didn't recognize myself I looked around and I thanked the Lord I'd found that I was someone else By this point, we've seen Walt's history pop up time and time again, and it's clear that Jonathan Fireeater and the Walkman are important to him. He cherishes those memories. Here, however, we see the other side of that coin, as he hears one of their old songs on the radio. Those times helped him change and grow, and now he's a very different person leading a very different life. Things changed like they do for everyone. Well, he's, I mean, he's always written about the, the, the weirdness of, of what it is you try to do as being, a, you know, a, a musician. Matt Berdinger of The National. It's such a kind of a delusional dream. But then when you kind of get close to it and you touch it for a little bit, you, you definitely take it for granted. But then, but then, you know, losing it and regaining, and he, he's got so much, he's, he, you know, he's kind of, got a perspective on it all that he's he's able to write these these songs about hearing his own music you know on a radio and and, and feeling feeling disconnected from it 
it's weird. I don't know. The Walkman are weird. It's not, it's like, we're, you know, joke about it. And like, you know, we're, it, it's a f- fun thing, but it's also a meaningful thing. At least to me, I think it is to all two though, you know, to, to all five of those guys. Peter Bauer, fellow member of the Walkman. This interview was recorded just before the band would announce their return after a 10 year hiatus. You know, it's like kind of, you put it behind you and you really try to go do your own thing. But that there's also like a real comfort, like in friendship there and like bond there, you know? And so you, I, I hear all that stuff when he's talking about that in the songs, I think, you know, you know, you just miss your old friends, I think, in some way. And then you sort of, you know, you've got like all this like chaotic, complicated business with your own ego and your own ego death at points, you know, relating to them, you know, to the, to the band, like the entity of like how that worked out. And then like, where you are making music now is like such a weird different place where you're solo by yourself and you know you're like i hope like a hundred people care enough to hear this you know as walt transitioned from touring with a band to a family man at home he felt the full impact of that past that's all i did from like when i was 12 until i was like 39 i guess um you know and it's like 20 years basically of touring and like you're just you're sort of just hanging around with the fellas in the van and you're like uh, playing concerts every night you're you're really you're it's you're not i think it's it does stunt your growth a bit you know as far as like being becoming an adult or feeling like an adult you know you feel like a boy you feel like a kid um you know and like you feel like you're not really a part of the regular world because you're like the guy you were you're on tour and you're like on stage and it does make you feel a little different and i think it, it's it's hard to feel like like a real like a adult adult you know every music career is just that a career something that puts food on the table this job set walt on a very different path in life and the skills he learned aren't always the most applicable to where he's at now so for me, I, that, that, that was my life for forever, you know? And then at, at the age of 39 or so, um, I, I stopped touring, you know, and, and had my first daughter. And so that's a big change, you know? And suddenly I, I'm, I have t- two kids and something like COVID happens and you're like, fucking hell, I am like, I know my way around like a lot of airports around the world and I know like how to like change his tire and stuff like that. But like, I feel ill-equipped as, as an adult to handle a lot of things. And so, you know, I guess the song is about that. As difficult as this may have been, Walt is also quick to acknowledge the unique benefits this lifestyle gave him. I do give it a lot of credit for, for, for showing you how to deal with a lot of, a lot of shitty situations. You know, you really have to, you have to be really patient. You're, you spend a lot of time um, you know, just dealing with hard, you know, cause we were never, we never did well enough where it was like, everybody was doing everything for us. We did everything ourselves. Like always we drove ourselves. We loaded our equipment on stage ourselves. We fixed our instruments when they broke. We changed the tires when they, when they popped, we, uh, you know, went all around the world. And so you really, you become, you, you do figure out how to, how to, how to deal with a lot of like logistical stuff like that, which I don't know how romantic that is, but you, but you, but you certainly do. Um, so, you know, I, in, in some ways, yeah, it, it, it was good for that. You know, like I, I feel very comfortable in a lot of situations, uh, because like, I, I, I don't know, I feel like I've been through a lot of those situations. Well, I'm sure it can feel far from perfect in the moment. Walt and the other members of the Walkman have found a balance that inspires just as much as their music. All those guys have families and have kids and they all made, made a, 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 I think, an incredibly healthy choice as a group to like, no, we don't want to, 
we we don't want to mess any of that up, but we want to we want to pursue this stuff the way in, in in their own ways, but somehow keeping some the the the, the connective tissue is friendships within the friendships um, really healthy over all these years. That is uh, that's probably the most inspiring thing, um, or at least after twenty years or fifteen years of knowing those guys, that's. That's what I think about most when I think about Walt and and Ham and Paul and all those guys and Matt and and, and about just being dads and and all that kind of stuff. And you know, and and uh, they've influenced me that way probably as much musically. Easter plays a special role on the record, as it descends down to wrestle with these kinds of thoughts. It acts as a counterpoint to Hiram Hollow. Both appear towards the middle of the record. Hiram Hollow is fanciful and lighthearted, while Easter is grounded and heavier. And this juxtaposition highlights each track. I think that humor is kind of the inverse of heavy subject matter, right? Because I feel like humor and lightheartedness has to have a reason to exist, you know? Harrison Whitford again. Like, I, I think what makes Walt's songs work that are darker is that the identity of this song is never compromised for the subject matter, you know? So like sometimes a song can go too much in one direction and then you lose that nuance because it just becomes dark without, without that juxtaposition or it just becomes light without that juxtaposition. We see that in a few different ways with Easter. First, the title. In Christianity, Easter celebrates the day Jesus rose from the dead, a cornerstone of the religion. At the height of spring, the holiday is a celebration of new life and is often associated with bright pastel colors, grassy fields, and children laughing as they find hidden eggs. Just invoking the name of Easter softens the song. When the title is mentioned within the lyrics, it is through bright Easter ribbons in the hair of his daughters as they watch TV, seemingly unaware of the stressors of adulthood and time. In direct contrast to Walt, who is experiencing anxieties brought on by the very nature of having a history of his own. The second way Easter is lightened to highlight the heavier moments is through its position on the album. Yeah, Easter is so cool because, I I don't know, as I was re-listening to the record, it was reminding me how significant a a sequence can be, you know? because that song really feels like a bridge between the first two halves of the record, you know? Like it really does, you really feel like you're at this middle of the road point in the record. I think there's a lot of hope in the first half and then yeah, Easter feels like this bite of reality. And then yeah, that like soft antagonism that opens up the second half. And then like, I can't, you know, the last song feels like just totally acceptance. The bear has a rhythm to it, a push and a pull between lighter and heavier moments, with Easter serving as an emotional climax. The next track, Not My Mother, tackles another tough subject, but in a more relaxed way, like telling a story about a scar. After that, we get The Crow Symbolizes Love, a very touching and heartfelt song. Finally, the last track is The Song Is Never Done a grand summary of the album. Easter is a key piece in this flow. It's this, it's this, this like 
undulating thing of, of like play and hope and then this sort of darker reality and then like the come down of, of reality still kind of seeping in everything, but you're making your way back. You just feel the peaks and valleys of the thing that, that feel like both the progression of time and the way we experience life, right? I think art maybe sometimes in those cases highlights those in-between moments that are a little less apparent to us in our waking lives. We touched on those in-between moments on our episode about the song, The Bear, and how Hollis Heikamer, the cover artist of The Bear, tries to capture that moment in her work, that split second where you think you see the bear before realizing it's just a rock. Easter is showing a similar moment, a moment of uncertainty and fear, a feeling like you're not enough. But it's just a rock. And as this moment passes, we steadily move to a more holistic, positive place where the good and the bad can be taken together to form the totality of one's life. Before we reach that point, however, we have to come to terms with the events of the past, which leads us right to the next song on the album, Not My Mother. The Song Is Never Done is a production of Newton's Dark Room. It was written, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Talon Stradley. The cover art was created by your brother and mine, Trent Stradley. All the music you heard is by Walter Martin. You can purchase The Bear and all his other albums at waltermartinmusic.com. Might I suggest Common Prayers, a short collection of songs released at the very start of the pandemic. All that and more at waltermartinmusic.com. Special thanks to this episode's guests, Harrison Whitford, Peter Matthew Bauer, and Matt Berninger. Thank you to all my supporters on Patreon, Fuzzy Delp, Sunny, and Mac Ito. If you want your name in the credits, plus buttons, special transcripts, and more, support Newton's Dark Room on Patreon. The new Twitter clone threads just launched, and I talk quite a bit about podcasts on my personal profile. You can follow me at Talon Has No Idea. For more on the show, you can follow Newton's Dark Room on Instagram. For all my other podcasts and everything else, visit newtonsdarkroom.com. Thanks for joining me, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>